my suggestion to my clients and people that are pretty new to Facebook is don't waste your money, make sure that the funnel works and then invest all that money in Facebook ads. Hello and welcome to the Art of Selling Online Courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth and today's guest is Paola Ramirez. Paola's been a media buyer for the last five years. She's spent over 20 million on Facebook and meta ads herself and has worked on accounts in the US, Europe, Australia and Mexico, including Mind Valley, Melissa Griffin and Teal Swan, to name a few. She's made people tens of millions of dollars in revenue. And after working with big agencies in the US, she decided to open her own agency, share her expertise and give VIP treatment to an exclusive number of content creators. So today we're going to be talking about how to unlock the secret to convert cold traffic into membership paying clients with Facebook ads. Paola, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you for inviting me. So talk us through why does this matter? Why should people care about Facebook ads? Like a lot of our listeners, they've got an audience somewhere already. They've got a YouTube channel or they've got Instagram audience or they've got SEO traffic to their website. Why should they worry about Facebook ads? That's a great question. And these days we have heard a lot of about the changes that Facebook has gone through. I've been personally the witness for the last five years of all the transitions with different areas of the Facebook ads environment. However, still Facebook is the most powerful uh, tool that you can have in order to get to cold traffic, in order to get your funnel out there for people that maybe don't know your offer. Maybe they're unaware of that you have a solution for their problem. And I believe that Facebook is still one of the most powerful channels because it still collects a lot of data from users, their likes, their dislikes, the comments, their friends, where they hang out. So those are very powerful tools for your business to grow. Membership is one of the most powerful sources of continued income. So I have seen in different accounts that I managed that it's possible actually to convert cold traffic into paid membership members, which is awesome because really this was what my clients are looking for, right? Looking at a good way to incorporate new blood into their business and Facebook is the most powerful way to do so still today. So what do you need to have in place? Let's say you're on board and you're like, okay, I do want to use Facebook ads to scale. I think one of the things is, certainly the approach that we use, is first of all, start with the organic audience you've got and figure out how do you convert warm traffic into sales? Because if you can't convert warm traffic, you definitely won't be able to do it with cold. So start off with that, you know, set up your email marketing, your funnels, get that working well with warm. And then if you want to expand, you can increase your organic audience or you could go down the Facebook ads route. So let's say they're on board and they're like, I do want to go down the Facebook ads route. What do they need to have in place from your point of view? What do they need to have before they start working on that? You know, I love that question because that is the first question that somebody that is actually serious about Facebook ads needs to make to himself or herself. So the idea is that there is a reality. Facebook ads are expensive. Back in those days, let's say two years ago, maybe you can go ahead and test your funnel with Facebook ads and it wasn't that expensive. But right now, the idea is that when you go and decide that you are ready to go for uh, Facebook ads, you need to have a proven funnel, a proven offer. So my suggestion is start organic, start with your e-list, test your funnel, make sure that it converts at the level that you feel comfortable with. And then when you have the proven funnel, the proven offer, maybe you are willing to develop that yourself. 
Maybe you're willing to pay for an agency to develop that proven funnel for you. But the idea is that when you have that asset, that is the moment where you can go ahead and start looking for new blood for your business. Meaning you are going to start investing in, in Facebook ads. So you have different variables. You know your, your offer converts. You know that because you have proven that with your warm audience. Now is the moment that you are ready to start with Facebook ads. So you have one variable control, meaning your funnel is not what you are going to test. Now what you're going to test is that channel with your different traffic systems, with testing different audiences, different creatives, but you know that your funnel converts. Because uh, my suggestion to my clients and people that are bringing you to Facebook is don't waste your money, make sure that the funnel works, and then invest all that money in Facebook ads. And how do you define that it works? Like, are there any, how would you think that through? Are there any benchmark numbers that you've got in mind? Or is there in like a, a certain sum that you get people to do? Because obviously the cost of Facebook ads varies depending on what market someone's in. You know, if they're selling something in the spirituality space versus selling dog training versus selling financial courses, then the cost per click is going to vary. So, but like, is there any way people can know if they might be ready to, to start working with ads? Sure. Every vertical going to have different costs, maybe different CPMs, different click-through, right? But you're going to get to know that when you start doing your Facebook ads. But the thing that you need to make sure is that you are profitable with your organic efforts, that you're able to monetize the organic at the level that you are comfortable with, and you are able to pay for new clients. He or he who's able to pay the most for acquiring a client is the one that is going to win. My question to your audience is, are you able to pay with the current setup of your funnel, right? Is warm converting enough so you have the opportunity to start investing in the next level to take your membership, to take your funnel, to call people that don't know your product, that may need your product, and they have the steps, each step set up in that way that you know what is happening from the beginning, from the moment that the people they, uh, do the opt-in, then they go to the landing page. What happens in the landing page? Is the landing page converting at the point that you feel more comfortable with? For example, in lead generation, any page above 40%, 50% is what we're looking for, converting rate. If we're talking about sales page, if you're sending traffic direct to a sales page, is converting at minimum 3%. Is those the benchmarks in your industry enough to give you good cash flow to pay for advertising? So those are the questions that I ask my clients and I always analyze first the funnel because maybe the funnel is the, the, the starting point. So it's not the other way around. You are not going to start with that. You are going to start with your proven funnel, converting funnel, and then you're going to move to Facebook ads and particularly for cold traffic because that is the way that you are really going to get the income and of course, the new blood for your business. Okay, so that all makes sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out some numbers for people as like a, the kind of things that we might look for. What, the, what we're trying to achieve overall in terms of with the ads is at very minimum, like a break even on the, for us, at least when we're working on stuff. And Paolo, I want to hear what you have to say about it as well. But like we're looking to break even somewhere in the first kind of 14 days normally maybe first 30. It's like it starts to get hard from a cash flow point of view if it's longer than that. So if we're looking, what we normally work with is like a tripwire funnel. And so we'll normally do ads into lead magnet, lead magnet into cheap offer. Now you're talking about memberships, I know, so we'll come back to the differences there. But like this is the kind of the part that I know. So what we're looking at is maybe a 40% conversion rate on your lead magnet, so that you're getting 40% of the cold traffic opting into the lead magnet. And then on the page after that, 
the sales page, maybe like five to 10% of those people then converting into buying something from you, maybe like 5% is kind of reasonable. And an average order value of maybe about $50. And if you've got that, it works out as about break even at the front end. If you had 40%, if you're paying, it depends on the amount you're paying per click, obviously, as well. So this is like in like the hobby niche. Those are some of the ballpark kind of numbers you might look for. Now, all of those vary, right? Like it depends, like we talked about yeah. before, what niche you're in, how much you're going to pay per click, what's the conversion rate, what's the opt-in rate, all of these things vary. Maybe you've got something where it's much more expensive per click, but you make a much higher average order value. But like that's yeah. at least kind of a starting point. What do you think about when it's like a membership? funnel do you is a membership funnel normally start with selling a membership or is it like sell a cheap product and then later sell a membership or what have you seen work there so for memberships i have seen work sending traffic cold traffic directly mm -hmm. to an offer of membership okay but that doesn't mean but that doesn't mean that when we're not able to increase the average order value and you just made a very important point the key here is what you're gonna get or what you're gonna do with the with the traffic that you are paying for Right. So you're going you're going to pay the same click through, uh, cost per click. You're going to pay the same uh, CPM. But then when you have that traffic within your funnel, the first thing that you need to think is how you're going to increase your, that average order value, which is going to be the leverage point to pay more for that client. Right. Even though you're going to send directly to a membership, you still can offer upsells, downsells. What, what is the, the offer and what is the way that you're going to monetize that traffic so you can increase the average order value? Because keep in mind something, return on spend is made of different components. Is of course, the CPM, which we have uh, somehow almost no control with, with Facebook. Is, is more a relationship between your competitors and the industry that Sorry, you are in. Sorry, could you just tell everybody what CPM is? Because some people listening yes. won't know that. Sorry, thank you for that. Yes, it's cost per 1,000 impressions. It's, let's say that's like the rent that you pay in Facebook for advertising in their platform. So that's CPM. So that is something that you, you can make it a little better, but it's something that you can also not control directly. Also, you're going to return our spend is a component of CPM, a click-through rate, how much you pay for the click, and also average order value. And that is something that you can control directly with your funnel. So if you increase the average order value, it's going to be more profitable for you, for your membership, for your evergreen funnel, for whatever effort you are making, and you're making the most with the same traffic. So just do a, a quick exercise. What happens if you increase your average order value and every all other metrics stay the same? You're going to be more profitable. And that is something that you can control. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So one of the other things I know that you think of as a big deal is ad testing system. Can you talk us through what that means and what people should be doing? Yeah, that is very important. And more now in this environment with Facebook, where we are, we are very competitive one of the most important components in order for you to make money in Facebook is having a system of testing system, meaning you know that your funnel works. Now let's focus on what we can control in the platform. What we can control right now is what type of testing I'm putting together, what type of creative I'm putting together. It's an image, it's a video, it's a carousel. What type of copy? What is going to be my hook? What is going to be my headline? What is going to be that type of information that is going to stop the scrolling, meaning the hook that is just the three first seconds in your video or the first three lines in the copy? One of the biggest mistakes that I have seen other media buyers and, and other people that I try to get 
uh, into Facebook is trying to test many variables at the time. That is a mistake because at the end of the day, you don't know what is, one, is, is working. So it's like the, the same principle of any testing process. Test one variable at a time. Take a winner out. You know that R is, is a winner and make one variation. So you know that you are going to change the hook. So you know that that hook is the reason why this ad performed well, or it just it requires a little bit of improvement. So having that testing system and that knowledge of what is you exactly what you are testing is going to be a really big, big differentiator in your success running Facebook ads. Nice. And then what kind of metrics should people be measuring? Obviously, we're called data-driven marketing. We're all brought into measuring KPIs and metrics. What kind of numbers should people be looking at? You mentioned a few so far. You mentioned average order value, the cost per thousand, the cost per click. Is there anything else people should be looking at here? Yeah, there are two types of metrics that you always have to check. There are primary metrics. The primary metrics usually are return at spent or cost per acquisition. But if they don't work for any reason, you are not getting to the level, you need to check out secondary metrics. Secondary metrics are click-through rate, are CPM, cost per 1,000 impressions, also the frequency, how many people you are reaching and you do within your audience. So those give you clues to see why your primary metrics might not working. And that is important because every success leaves clues. So is your audience big enough to withhold your offer? You may uh, need a new audience, so you click to rate. Is exactly what uh, you are looking for. Is that your real audience? Is that the people where you are looking for is hanging out? Click to rates should be above one, 1.5, depending on the industry. But if it's low, you have to work on your copy. You have to work on your targeting. And those are indicators that are going to allow you to get to the uh, primary metrics that you are looking for. Okay, so the primary metrics is the return on ad spend, like how much you're spending and are you making more back? And For most you, of my clients, yes. What kind of time frame can you look at with Facebook ads? How, what kind of time frame is, is Facebook's like tracking system effective over? Yeah, this is a great, great question because after IS14, most of our numbers are not 100% accurate in Facebook. So that is a first indication, but we always have to check what we are seeing in Facebook and what you are seeing in your CRM. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if you increase $1,000 in Facebook, to, to give you a number, you need to see an impact on your CRM on the number of purchases increasing. So you have to compare what you are seeing in Facebook, but what you are seeing in your CRM, just to mix that data and making sure that your ads are profitable. You are going to have a data that is, is still relevant. So any action that happens within Facebook, for example, the cost per, per impressions, the CTR. Those are actions that are 100% accurate because that happens within Facebook. Mm -hmm. But then when it goes to the landing page view, when which is the first interaction when people land into your landing page view, and then if they check the checkout, if they check the, the sales page, all of these steps, those have to be just checked internally because Facebook is going to give you a partial data. So you need to check your CRM, your, or your internal system of the funnel setup, because in that way, you can have the best of two worlds, what is happening in Facebook and what you see in your funnel. What, going back to that, though, like, so we want to be able to see the same kind of numbers, you know, like no two tracking systems ever say exactly the same numbers, which is part no. of the, the fun mm -hmm. and joy of it, right? 
<laughs> so many had so many clients come to us and be like, "Oh, I've talked to this new tracking company that say that they have the perfect system for getting the perfect numbers." It's like they don't. Nobody does because it's like no. it's not possible. Anyway, so we want to be looking in Facebook at like what's the return on that spend. We want to be looking in the CRM to see does it seem to match up and like how are we comparing. But going back to the time frame, what kind of time frame do you see with your clients? People are trying to reach. Are they trying to reach break even? They're trying to just get to a one times return on that spend. Are people because I'm thinking with a membership site, it's like most of the money's on the back end of that one. Yeah. Like what, what are you generally seeing people trying to do in terms of time frame? So it depends on your business model. Again, mm-hmm. for example, in this membership, you know that you are paying for acquiring new clients, that your bigger portion of your income is going to be in the lifetime of the value of that customer. So I have clients right now that they are willing to pay, I mean, to get 50% of the return on our spend, meaning I invest $100,000 and I get 0.5 return on our spend. This may scare some people, but wait a second. Analyze how much money you can make for that people that your new clients you are making in the lifetime value of that customer. So you are willing to pay half of the price. This is what I've, I have seen successful, sending cold traffic, people that don't have any idea who you are, right? And then convert in a seven day period of time and they are willing to get 0.5 return on our spend because they know that their real business is not in what money they make in the, in the first seven days. They know that the big picture is the money that they make in the lifetime value of the customer. So that is the key. How you're going to increase that lifetime value of customer so you can get and be able to pay for acquire more clients and your recurring revenue is going to increase. Yeah, and this is why we recommend to everybody, to if you're listening and you're thinking about Facebook ads, I really recommend you start off with how do you actually make the most of your existing email list, the existing buyers, your existing prospects? Because if you can't get the hang of that, Facebook ads is going to be really hard because like Paul is saying, the majority of the money you make with Facebook ads is not on the front end. You might even lose money on the front end yeah. because you know you're going to make more money back later. But if you haven't got a system in place for making the money back later, then how are you ever going to do that? So what we recommend is, you know, you start with how do you increase your average order value? And then how do you make more money from your email list by sending regular promotions? And then get more of your organic traffic to opt in and then build a front-end funnel. And then once you've got all of that, then start doing Facebook ads. And then at that point, you've got a chance to really scale everything up because you've got the whole rest of the system in place. Exactly. And that is what is more important, having the system in place. This is the uh, Facebook is becoming more expensive. That is a reality. But if you have a system in place, you are going to make the most out of the money that you invest because, okay, people maybe don't convert in the the first seven days, but you got their email. So you can follow up with email sequences, follow up with new products, follow up with new offers, maybe a live offer, maybe a seminar, something that you just mind is the, the sky is the limit. Because you uh, now don't have a problem with your audience because you already have your audience in your email marketing strategy, but you have the infinitive offers that you can come up with and you have just an audience waiting for you. So Facebook is a really good way to get to cold traffic, but you need a system in order to make the most out of the money that you're going to invest in uh, Facebook traffic. So you were saying before, you just said a moment ago, you've got their email address. If you're sending them straight to an offer for a membership, how have you got their email? Are people opting in for a free trial or like what is the first step somebody would take? That's a great question. We have different funnels. Mm-hmm. We can have, let's say, one of the funnels that we have been seeing working lately for some of my clients is VSLs. 
Meaning you have a mini training, they leave their email address, they enjoy your VSL, and then you prompt them to a sales page. Of course, with the upsells, downsells, all the, all the stuff that you have to offer. But if they don't convert, you have the email and you have the way to follow up. This is something that I have seen firsthand is the fact that the first emails are the emails are more important the first week because people are super open to open to your emails and see what else she or he has to offer. So that email sequence indoctrination is quite important. That is one funnel. Another funnel that I have seen working pretty well, a quiz. Let people know a little bit more about themselves. People go to Facebook or to have fun, right? Not to buy anything. But if they find like a, a quiz where they can discover something about themselves, they're going to be open and they're going to say, hmm, what interesting information I have here. Let me know more about them. And you got already their email and you can follow up offer the first time. If they don't convert, you have the email in, in order to convert them better. So those are the funnels that I have seen converting very well. And what have you seen? What's like a range of numbers you've seen in terms of the opt-in rate to a VSL? Is that that 40% you're talking about or is it, is it tend to be lower nowadays? What's kind of a, what might have, someone be able to expect? That's a great question. I have seen minimum 40%. You need to be at that level because okay. if you are not at 40%, you are wasting an opportunity to make more money with the traffic that you are, you are bringing to the phone. Okay, so 40% opt into the VSL. Yeah. And then what kind of conversion rate have you seen in terms of people taking up the membership on the back end of that? I have seen between 3 and 5% in, okay. the, in the first seven days. Yeah. Meaning it's people that is ready. Keep in mind on something. In every audience, there are different types of people. There is people that is just ready to buy. They just have the credit card out of there. There are other people that need to have a little more of nurturing, meaning they need more information. They they know you, you seem familiar, you seem good, but I need to trust and, and like you a little bit more. So they need an email sequence. There are other people that maybe this is not the moment. They are not ready. They are going to convert maybe 30 days later or, or so. And there are other people that definitely is not going to convert. So your mix is you have to have content for each of them, right? People that are going to convert right away, your VSL has to be a VSL that convert. You need to prove that in, in warm audience first. People that need a little bit more of your content, email sequences, put your best content out there. Uh, people that maybe not ready right now, maybe you have your YouTube channel, maybe you have your post in Instagram, Facebook, all of that work. Those are different touching points, which is very important. And there are people that maybe not ready right now, but that doesn't mean that they're not ready for never. They're maybe ready in a few in, in a few months or something like that. So you have to have a strategy for each of them. There is one thing that I always say to my clients. I'm coming from a country where soccer is one of the most important games that people play there. So when you get excited for the soccer game, you say, wow, amazing. This is the player that actually hit the goal, right? But if you go and analyze the, the game, there are a lot of players that contribute to the goal. It wasn't the goal, the only one. So marketing is very similar to that. Maybe one is going to see seem that is the one that convert and seem the one that is going to hit you the goal and the, the roles that you want. But keep in mind that all other channels are playing an important portion in that game. And your success, if you have a strong strategy in each of the different channels that you have in your business. Got it. Nice. Okay. So that's the VSL funnel. And what was the other one that you'd said about? Aquis. A quiz a quiz is also, yeah. Do yeah. you see the same kind of opt-in rates with quiz funnels? I have seen opportunities on the quiz funnels. 
you always have to be testing uh, different approaches, see what is working and what is related and what is giving you the highest conversion rate. But yes, definitely when you are offering opportunity to your audience to know something about themselves, they're going to be interested. Meaning what type of people you are, what type of meditator you are, what type or, or what is the best food for your personality, things like that. Because people are really interested in getting to know themselves. So quiz are a great opportunity to give value to, to the customer, uh, the potential customer, give value to your audience, and at the same time, prove that you are a reference in the industry and that you know about the topic and the product that you are trying to sell. Nice. Okay. So to kind of summarize what we've been through so far, start with the organic traffic, get everything working, get your email marketing working, get your your opt-ins to your email from your organic traffic working, build a front-end funnel, get that converting. Probably if you're going to go an opt-in into sales, then something like a 40% opt-in, then 3%, 3 to 5% conversion rate to sales, something in that kind of ballpark. Get your average order value up, increase it with upsells, downsells, order bumps, this kind of thing. Once you've got that, start to look at ads and could that work for you? You can't really control CPM all that much. So what you want to be doing is you want to be looking at how can, what's the stuff that you can convert. You're trying to get to a return on ad spend of at least 0.5 if you can afford it because you'll make more money on the back end. And so that then you can break even within whatever, let's say 30 days. And then after that, it's all profit. Test things one at a time. So don't make too many changes all at once. Keep an eye on the individual metrics. What's your click-through rate? What's the conversion rate on the sales page? What's the average order value, this kind of thing, so that you work those all the secondary metrics to work towards the return on ad spend overall of whatever your target is, 0.5, 1, 1.5, whatever you need it to be, and just change. Maybe it's just changing the hook. Maybe it's just testing carousel ads. Maybe it's just testing a different creative, something like that. And if you do all of that right and keep testing and keep figuring it out, then you've got the opportunity to potentially scale massively like you've helped clients to do before. Oh, yeah. I have taken clients from zero ad spend and today I'm spending 100K with all the system that we just shared. This is working. And it's in Facebook. I've been managing that directly. I know it's working. And the information that you just summarized is exactly the secrets that you have to be in place in order to get to the point that it's going to take your business to the next level. Nice. If you want to know which of those steps you're missing at the moment, go and take our quiz. It's at uh, pimpyourfunnel.com. Fill everything in and we'll send you a report with what's the stuff that's missing in your funnel and what you need to have in place in order to maybe be ready for this kind of thing. If someone wants to learn more wisdom from you, Paola, or they're interested in getting in touch, where can they go? Uh, They can go to my website, proadescalers.com. If you want to email me directly, my email is paola, P-A-O-L-A, at proadescalers.com. So that's proadescalers, P-R-O-A-D. S-C-A-L-E-R-S, proadscalers.com. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time today, sharing your wisdom with everybody. Thank you for your invite. And uh, I hope this is helpful for all your audience. I'm sure it will be. If you found this interview useful and you want to get future episodes, subscribe wherever you listened. And thanks so much for listening today. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys.